Welcome back, everybody, to episode two of Macro Hack Radio. Today's episode is called The Basics. How do you macro? What are macros? What is a macro? And how can these be used? So whether you are a seasoned macro tracker or are just getting started, we wanted to break down the basics of each macronutrient and what they're used for. This will be a bit of a foundational episode, and the concepts presented will be referenced for many episodes to come. So if you want to know how to macro, how to track macros, where to start, and why it can be a great tool for reaching your goals, this is a great place to start. Or if you need a refresher, consider this your review course if you've been tracking for a while. We'll go ahead and get started with episode two of Macrohack Radio. Here's Tyler and Leanne. So this is kind of the crash course in how to get started with counting and tracking your macros. So some of it might be pretty basic for those who are listening, but we're going to dig into it anyway, because those who are new, this is going to be great information for you. So um, what I would do and what we recommend with our clients who've never done this before, we recommend you just start tracking. It doesn't matter what it is, just eat everything you're, you're eating, because um, the more you understand how much is in things and more you you know weigh things out and measure it and truly measure it accurately, understand how you're inputting it, you know, download an app like MyFitnessPal and start tracking everything, your protein, carbs, and fats. And that's what your macronutrients are, is your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. And so you're, you're trying to, uh, you're, a lot of people look at calories as the only aspect to look at in terms of how much you should be eating, but then you can break it down from calories into like pillars. So there are calculators out there to get your macronutrients, and we have one on FlexibleDieting.com where you can get your, your macros but what a lot of people don't know is they think that these macros are this magical thing and that's all you need is just these numbers to start out and that's gonna reach your goal. So if your goal is to lose 30 pounds and you get these macros spit out from a calculator, those aren't the end, end, end numbers you're gonna need to lose weight. It's very dynamic. So this, the understanding of the food and what you're eating and the quantity of it is gonna help uh, break things down even more down the road. And truly, you just kind of you have to be dynamic and change things as you go. So once you understand protein, carbs, and fats, how much you're eating, quantity, then you can break it down from there, and then start assigning yourself numbers and macronutrients based on where you're at currently. Because if you're eating truly 1,300 calories a day, and you start eating 1,800, you're going to be horribly miserable. You're going to feel crappy, or vice versa. If you're truly eating 2,200 calories and the uh, you know my fitness pal or a calculator spits out numbers that you should be eating 1500 you're going to feel horrible so you have to find out where you're at now and then adjust from there it's literally impossible to figure out where you need to go if you don't know where you're coming from <laughs> if you think of it like finding a place on a map you literally can't do it so a lot of people do like tyler said want to know like what numbers we would give them or whatever. Um, and everyone thinks those macros are magical, but you really need to know where you're at so you can need, know where you need to go. Yeah, um, if, someone, if someone spits out numbers at you that doesn't know anything about you and they just ask maybe a couple of questions, it, they, they seem like they're an expert on assigning macros. It's really, I wouldn't really believe or trust them because they don't know, you have to know and understand more about you. Yeah. Like even calculate, like our calculator, it, it might spit out numbers, but it doesn't understand and know you as a person. It doesn't know your history. It doesn't know your dieting history. It doesn't know your health and where you're at. And that's a huge, huge part of it um, that factors in into it, especially with coaching. 
So I guess we can look just a touch at protein, carbs, and fats. What do those really mean? Um, how do they, what role do they play in your body? For those that don't know, we can just give a brief description. Um, protein, obviously, I think has become like the superhero of the dieting world where everyone thinks you gotta have all a lot about of protein. protein, all of it. That's the one healthy macronutrient and everyone is uh, afraid of the other two. Well, a lot of people <laughs> will think, um, and Leanne, I'm sure you hear this a lot too, is, well, I'm not a bodybuilder. I don't want a lot of protein. Yeah. I don't, you know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder to eat protein. You need protein in your diet yes. because it, it does help tremendously with with your nutrition and and eating because a lot of people lack protein i mean if you're eating if you're if you don't really pay attention to it some people think that they're eating tons of it but really they're not eating very much they'll eat like less than 50 grams a day yeah and that can change your physique quite a bit if you just are getting adequate or more balanced amounts in you know someone will eat like an egg or two in the morning and they think that that's a ton of protein but really it's only like 10 grams Yeah. yeah And they think, oh, I'm, you know, I have like a couple eggs a day and that's, I eat so much protein, but really they don't understand how much they're really eating. Protein is important Mm -hmm. because it is part of like your hair and part of your bodily. It's the building blocks of pretty much everything. Amino acids are kind of the foundation of like how our body builds. Yeah. It's your hair, your nails, repairs. Yes. And so, um, rough estimate to give you an idea of what like the rda recommends you eat 0.8 grams of um, protein per kilogram of body weight so you have to be realistic of where you're at currently and then adjust from there so if if let's say you're 300 pounds and 0.8 grams uh, of protein per kilogram that might be a lot of protein to start off Mm -hmm. Um, you definitely have to be realistic of where you're at and then um, start off from there but protein can also help uh, create more sustainable or uh, keep your blood sugars more stable as well in combination of carbs because if you have carbs by itself you know if you have like a piece of fruit you're going to notice you're hungry pretty quickly shortly after and so like within 30 minutes you're just raging on you know hunger and, and it, you're blood craving food blood like, sugar yeah whoa. spikes and then drops so protein can help level that out a little bit where you won't be as hungry so really pay attention to how much you're eating because it can play a role and try and have it in every meal mm-hmm. for sure And it probably is the trickiest for people, just from our experience, it's probably the trickiest for people to get in. Um, It usually is a bit of an adjustment once you've kind of looked and set macros. It can be the toughest one. So it takes some strategies and also learning and understanding where protein comes from because that's another one where a lot of people, yeah, there's (laughs) a lot of misnomers with protein where a lot of people, again, we mentioned the eggs, like eggs are just as much a fat as a protein pretty much they're actually quite balanced in terms of fat and protein so that's something to consider and another one our favorite our favorite so my my mom and not to pick up my mom if you're listening to this i'm sorry (laughs) but my mom called me up one day and she's like tyler i need more protein my doctor says i need more protein in my diet but i can only eat so much peanut butter in a day i'm like yeah how much are you eating and she was crushing a huge amount of peanut butter and I'm like, that has a lot of fat in it. She's like, it does? It's primarily a fat. She thought it was mostly a protein and she was crushing tons of peanut butter and like almonds and it just... And again, that's marketing where yeah. a lot of nuts and things like that are marketed as like high protein. Yes. That word high is a very subjective term. Yes. Or three times the amount of protein, but really it's to start out with two 
two grams of protein initially and then now it's six yeah you know don't don't buy into the hoopla of the marketing and we'll get to that later but that's where looking and understanding nutrition labels is huge because that will reshape the way you look at all kinds of foods you'll be like oh my gosh mind blown with so many things yes you'd be surprised how many um, people don't fully understand how to read a nutrition label they kind of get the concept but they'll look at a label thinking okay, there's 10 grams of protein in this or and there's only 10 grams of carbs and I don't know, I'm just making stuff up here, or 80 grams of fat. And it's low, it's low everything. It seems like it's good, but really there's like nine servings in the whole thing. Yeah. So they'll eat the whole thing thinking they're just getting that one initial yes. uh, macronutrient amount. Yes, and it's they, that Lenny and Larry's game. All of you know Lenny and Larry's cookies. Everyone forever oh thought it was one serving and it's two per bag. And so just poof, mind blown. Yeah, mind blown. Now <laughs> it's double the amount of what you thought. Yeah. And Lenny and Larry's actually was off on their total oh, macronutrient yeah. amounts of what was a package on the label too. Because yes. what's on label is a package, and we'll go into that another time, but package in, pre- in non-packaged foods or fresh foods the art or the FDA only allows them to have a discretionary room of like about 20%. And so, so it, can be quite a it can be way off of what the label is telling you. So you have to be careful. If you're eating tons of tons of packaged foods, you might want to reconsider um, your eating strategy and how much you're eating with your total macros, because it could be hindering weight loss just by having packaged foods. But that's another thing down the road, more advanced topic. Yeah. Next uh, macronutrient we should discuss, the one that everyone's afraid of pretty much, carbs. Oh, man. Carbs are so bad for you. Oh, so terrible. They're in everything. The reason why carbs, obviously, just really quickly, like, get a bad name, they're super easy to consume, and all delicious foods have them in it. So it's like, yeah, you can overconsume carbs very easily compared to protein, a protein source. You're not going to sit there and gnaw through, like, ounces and ounces of chicken per day but you can easily chomp through seven bags of chips like oh yeah without even thinking about it you could crush it yes so they add up quickly but they add up quickly usually in combination of carbs there's usually what's attached to carbs as well with the it's food that you're eating it's usually fats that are kind of attached with it the the better it tastes and i'll say this loosely but the better the food tastes, the most likely it has more fat in it. Yeah, and I think that's actually the bigger derailing thing to people like most people in America perceive it's carbs, but it's actually fats. There are definitely and yeah, yeah. There's only four calories uh, per gram of carb. The four calories per gram of, of protein. There's nine calories per gram of fat. And the thing to mention about fats is, though they taste good, they're not particularly filling. No fat sources, like true fat sources, oils, things like that, they're not filling because they have no volume or bulk. So you're not feeling full, but you're eating over double double the calories per gram. Yeah. Exactly. As the other macros. And carbs are given a bad name, which carbs aren't bad for you. Like what I said before, I was joking about that. But um, carbs are actually good for you. They create sustainability. But in um, people look at carbs as being a bad name because social media and the world for years has told us carbs are bad. Like the Atkins diet, they think carbs are making us fat. And it's, it's really not the carbs. It's the overconsumption of food in general. I think some of the first diets that came out, at least in America, in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, were centered around the concept of limiting carbs. So this goes way back where people put that bad name on carbs. And again, it is just because they can be easy to consume. And they're also cheap. A lot of carb sources are very cheap. So like if we talk a little bit lifestyle, like any family with kids, like a lot of kids knows, like 
you fill up your kids on like bread, pasta, potatoes, they're cheap. So it's, it, they get a bad name, you know, quickly and they have across time because of some of those things that are just so built into our culture. It's really, it comes down to quantity because um, like you said, pasta, okay. So if you actually measured out a serving of pasta, it's yeah. a small, small amount, it's especially not. if you dry or if you measure it dry. You'll be disappointed. You'd be very <laughs> disappointed. Now, if you're like myself, I crush a lot of pasta if I'm going to eat it. And yeah. it's usually probably three or four servings of it. So if one serving is like 56 grams of carbs yeah, and you have three or four servings of that, that's almost 200 grams of carbs you're eating just right there. And you don't even know it. No, it's easy and to People consume. have no idea what they're doing. Like, for example... Um, Last week, I went out to uh, lunch with um, a guy that does, he's on the radio and he does all these big diets and he does a ton. And we're literally at um, Protein House. And I was talking about macronutrients and fat and carbs. He's like, oh, the carbs are bad. I'm not eating any carbs in here. I'm like, look at how much fats you're eating. He's like, I'm not eating that much fat. I go, yeah, you are. I go, look at, we looked up the, the macronutrients. In the, the bowl he was eating of what he was consuming, it was a minimum of 40 grams of fat. I'm sorry, a minimum of 22 grams of fat. Plus he had salmon. He had no idea what salmon was in, what was in salmon. Plus that was about nine ounces of salmon. So you're looking at at least another 20 to maybe 25 grams of fat in addition. I'm like, you're eating with not even counting oils and things like that. You're eating 45 to 50 grams of fat. And he was mind blown. Yeah, Just, but he thought that carbs, since he wasn't very many carbs, that was the enemy and that he was doing good. Yeah. So it was over consumption of calories in general was just way too much yeah so just kind of to wrap up on carbs as tyler finished out that story which is super enlightening i guess the word is and it's something that a lot of people experience with carbs and fats and not understanding what they're for carbs get the bad name but the reality is that in um a diet in the dieting world and if you're looking to lose fat they actually play a huge role and are important in losing fat and they can support fat loss um, as you're you know, trying to reach a physique goal. So they do have a really important role and stripping them can be very detrimental to losing fat, which people become fixated on just losing weight, period. But the, the goal shouldn't just be the scale. It should be losing body fat because everybody uses that word skinny fat. Nobody wants that. So the goal with dieting should be losing body fat and carbs do play an important role to support hormones and things like that as you are losing fat and they are also our body's preferred source of fuel. So if you don't properly incorporate them in your diet and you strip them all out, you're going to have no energy to exercise and or function in life, which then means your caloric output gets worse and lower. So you're actually doing yourself a huge disservice in addition to everyone hating you. Plus metabolically, <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. going to hate you around you. You're going to become an a-hole and yeah. no one's going to like you. But also metabolically, it can suppress your metabolic rate pretty quickly as well. And there's a, studies have shown too that um, it takes a long time for your metabolic rate to and hormones to get back to normal uh, from going from a low, like true low carb diet for a long time. Yeah. Not just low carb actually, for, yeah, if you're actually doing it and sticking with it. Um, but yeah, low, going low carb is very, 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 very bad if you can actually sustain it. I know very little, I think I know one person in my whole career that has done a ketogenic diet and actually stuck with it 100% the entire time. It would be very difficult. And it's somebody that studies it. So it's not even, it it's for, for purpose. purpose. Yeah. But I do not know one person that actually stuck with a, like a keto or a low carb diet and stuck with it 
100% the whole way. Because there's also just too many things surrounding what people believe carbs are. Most people that are doing that are eating tons of vegetables and they think that's, I'm eating no carbs. They're free. Yeah. And you're, you're eating a ton of vegetables which have, you know, carbs in them. They just do. I eat zero carbs. And We're it's like, just that's zero. impossible. And so what usually happens is they'll, they'll come and describe. So you might think that you're eating zero carbs, but I guarantee you're probably doing some kind of cheat meal or cheat day or cheat weekend. But you're not counting and you're really paying attention to the weekend or the cheap meal or anything that you're doing because you think that this low-carb thing is such a hard thing to do that that's all I'm doing. So they don't even realize that they're cheating or they don't factor that in. They just think that, oh, man, I'm low-carb. I'm just, I can't make it. This is really, really hard. And so they don't... That's that black and white brain kicking in again. (laughs) Exactly. And so um, we touched on fats already, but fats are helpful too when you have it structured. But like low-fat diets have been known to um, be a little bit more sustainable compared to high fat because it's double the calories, but it's less thermogenic. So the carbs are more thermogenic, um, and so is proteins more thermogenic, but fats are not as as thermogenic compared to carbs and protein. And what I mean by thermogenic is basically when you eat the the protein or or carbs, it's burning calories through digestion. So fats are definitely not um, as thermogenic compared to protein and carbs. So um, you're more willing to store uh, body fat or store it when you have fat compared to um, protein and carbs or protein and fat or protein carbs I'm sorry but you also have to look at the quantity of everything and what your body type is and how much you're eating so it all comes down to quantity first then quality Mm -hmm. and another just like bigger more technical word we can throw out in relation to the macronutrients would be anabolic and catabolic where carbs can actually be anabolic and anabolic means muscle building where if your goal is to change your physique truly um, there would be negative side effects to stripping carbs in that you know you could have a more potentially lots of variables but you could be more in a more catabolic or you could break down muscle more easily than you know you would if you incorporated carbs in your diet So the last thing we kind of want to touch on as we wrap up this episode is the concept of macro counting versus calorie counting. So calorie counting has been around quite a bit longer um, and is just more common than macro counting. But the thing to remember is that calories is actually the broader uh, version of tracking as opposed to macros, where macros are the building blocks of calories. So you're actually tracking in a more accurate form when you're tracking macros and that's why it can be so important to distinguish the difference where there's a way to lose weight and then there's a way to do it optimally where you're keeping your body composition intact and or working towards a physique um, that would be you know your goal or whatever Uh, it just becomes the more exact form and you're able to change the way you look and play to your physiology and the way our bodies work a bit more if you're tracking macros Um, as opposed to calories definitely calories can be like if you're tracking calories it can be you know if you're hitting 1500 calories your macros could be all over the place it could be super high in fat one day super high in carbs and low protein another day it could be zero protein all day and just mostly carbs and fat Um, it can really get out of hand and wacky and can lead to um, a lot of unknowing a gray area of knowing what's happening so a lot of people and the the, people just eat throughout the day thinking that I'm just tracking these calories. And most of the time, tracking apps are incorrect on in how much calories are entered in there as well. So like, for example, if you are tracking your macros and you, you, you're 
if, if you add up the total macros and how much the calories really are in those macronutrients compared to the calories that my fitness pal is telling you or a tracking app, usually they're off. Um, nine times out of 10, they're usually off and they're not correct. So like, for example, I had one guy, he, he thought he was eating, this was a long time ago, he was trying to lose weight and he was eating 2,200 calories. He thought he was. And so I looked at his food and what he was doing. He was actually eating almost 4,000 calories. But <laughs> the, app was, the app was telling him he was eating 2,200 <laughs> calories and he had no idea what he was doing. And how, and he, but the app was telling him this. So you have to be realistic again um, of what, what you're truly eating. Like if you're crushing pizza and it's telling you you're picking the lowest amount of entry of fats and, and carbs in, in the app, that doesn't mean it's accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> you have to be your body is always counting your macros, whether you are or not, or your, your calories, whether you are or not. So yes. you have to understand and, and again, be realistic. I, I, I'll keep saying that over and over again. It's, yeah, we want to grab onto the thing that seems most appealing. Yes. Like, yes, the pizza only had, you know, 100 calories per slice. Yes. And since it's written there, no one realizes this is all user-entered you know, yes. info. So it's important to imply critical thinking. Exactly. We've had uh, clients where people are eating religiously, you know, I'm just making this up like 1800 calories and they're having a hard time losing weight. And really that's a good deficit amount for a specific person that I'm talking about just to maybe their metabolic rate and TDE is truly like 2,500 calories and they're eating 1800. Um, but they're having a hard time because they're just tracking their calories just by structuring their day a little bit more and a little better. Um, can promote and lead to more uh, fat loss because it is more specific to them. And it's, it's pretty cool to see the structuring alone can make a huge difference. So cool. I think that's something where a lot of our clients are just amazed, like when they're incorporating carbs and all those things that they were, they might even be eating the same calories, but the way your body can look and change in appearance, if you have things structured properly is a pretty cool thing. Even if you're not losing a ton of weight. So. Yes. So dig deeper. I think that's probably a good time to, to end on it um, about macro counting versus calorie counting. And next we're going to be touching on uh, some myth busting. Ooh, and so can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait for that. And we'll do- we'll talk deeper more into carbs next too. So um, hope you guys can join us in the next episode of Macro Hack Radio. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today on Macro Hack Radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button so that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on Macro Hack Radio. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at the Flexible Dieting, at NAMS Cert, and at TMT Nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.